1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Que Golazo is here and we have James Bench recapping the championship playoff action. And we have Jimmy Conrad to preview Tuesday's action, including a huge game, a repeat of the FA Cup final as Chelsea face Leicester City for a Champions League spot. We're doing a fun Premier League parlay party. Que Lasso, Tuesday begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Lasso, our Tuesday episode. We have uh, Jimmy Conrad later on to discuss Premier League matches for Tuesday, but first... James Benj. James, it's been so long. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm I'm good. I'm glad to be called back up to the big leagues, talking about the big leagues, the biggest best leagues at this time of year.
0: Absolutely. Hey, the Knicks are in the playoffs, James Bench.
2: Yeah, four seed let's go baby i think we're winning the round (laughs) i i
0: totally agree i think we're going all the way we're here baby we're here listen uh we're not going to bore everybody with our next fandom but uh, we might maybe later on but uh today obviously tuesday uh we want to uh we're going to preview tuesday's matches of course in the premier league but with james bench i wanted to recap uh last night's championship action but before we do that james bench Interesting uh, things developing this week about Harry Kane. Harry Kane and his future with Tottenham. Reports coming out that he's requested to leave Tottenham. uh, And apparently before the Euros begin, you know, things are obviously always developing. But what do you make of this? What's going on? Uh, Is Harry Kane leaving?
2: Yeah, as as I understand it, and obviously... This has been widely reported elsewhere um, and has been the narrative around Kane for a while. But as I understand it, he has sort of indicated to the club um, through channels that kind of lead to senior people to Daniel Levy. He sort of indicated that he would like to move on. Um, Spurs obviously do not want him to go. Would really like him to change his mind on that. And even if he decides to go, you know, they will demand a huge price him. Um, you know, there is talk of interest in England, Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United. They're the teams really credited with an interest and that could theoretically do this deal if they wanted to. I know that Pep Guardiola is a great admirer of Kane and we know City will be on the lookout for a striker this summer. Um, as for the other clubs, Chelsea politically a really challenging one. Manchester United do need a striker, do have the money theoretically. Um, but yes, you know, this is a significant moment. You know, there have been, I think it's certainly we've known about Kane's doubts kind of throughout this season, certainly throughout 2021. Um, And there have been moments in time, you know, kind of throughout his Tottenham career. He's said all along he wants to win trophies. And I think it's kind of been clear to him this season that it's a way off. And obviously he is now 20, approaching his 28th birthday, I believe. Um, Three years left on his, two years, three years left on his contract. So this is kind of the, if not the last chance saloon, then very much the, you know, kind of a, a, a key pivot point for his career.
0: Yeah. Um. One quick question, because obviously there's still reports and things are going to be ongoing, et cetera. But one of the things apparently is that he wants to stay in the Premier League. So they might be, you know, I'm hearing actually even from French uh, reports that maybe he's been talking to Pochettino as well I mean who knows right but you know there's there's talk that he wants to stay in the Premier League but obviously I would be very uh surprised james if 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 he stays if Daniel levy sells him to a Premier League team what more can you say about that?
2: I agree I think it's still hard to see the middle ground between what levy would value kane at especially if he's selling him to a rival. And what clubs would value Kane I think it's fair to say that he's As good now as he's ever been You know, we're seeing him like Top of the league in assists And, and you know, very much in the race for the golden boot um, But he is getting older uh, You know, he probably doesn't have much resale value So that's all things that clubs would have to, to factor in Levy has done business with Manchester United before And Manchester United will tell you It was like pulling teeth But he, he's done it I think Chelsea would be the one that you could, they could, you could see them matching the asking price, but I think, you know, we have to remember that underlying all this is an awful lot of d- discord and debate uh, and unhappiness from Tottenham fans aimed at Levy post-Super League. You know, top, no Tottenham fan wants Kane to go. I think the argument of a, a neutral might well be, look, you know, a, a nine-figure sum uh, for Kane right now. You could, you know, rebuild your squad, give yourself a squad that can compete for top four, compete for even more. But Tottenham fans, you know, most of them, I would say, don't want to hear that. They want Kane to stay, because why wouldn't you? Um, the other thing to bear in mind when we talk about him staying in England, that Premier League record, it's not beyond his reach. If he scores 20 goals a season into his mid-30s, he will probably end up the highest scorer in Premier League history. And um, it's a tough one. because like Kane. Kane has said he's, he wants team honors and we know, you know, Kane wants to win the biggest prizes. Um, the the two things are one, the best chance of winning the biggest prizes is to go to somewhere like Man City or Chelsea. And also you do get then the bonus of the, the individual accolades of, of probably being the best, one of the best strikers in premier league history. Um, and he will be, he, he will think about that. All right. Well,
0: let's play a game here. (laughs) Let's play a game because, um, you know, I I was remember watching when Tieran Reed talked to him a few years ago and, and he in twenty seventeen and he was like, Look, I'm gonna be very disappointed if I don't get, you know, a certain num- number of trophies by the time I, I whatever. So to your point about where he could go for this, Man City saying goodbye to Sergio Agüero, I don't know exactly what their interests are in terms of a Holland or whatever or whatever, but if Harry Kane suddenly says that he's available on Tottenham are having to force to sell him. I would think that that's probably mm. your best bet in the Premier League. I mean, Manchester United just signed an extension with Cavani. I don't know. You said, obviously, that it's difficult to deal with Thornham from a Manchester United perspective. Chelsea makes sense, but then I'm thinking about Tuchel's system and how he really really mainly prioritizes. Well, I mean, but it is Harry Kane, so he yeah. could like make room <laughs> for his tactics. Where do you see him going if he goes? Or do you see him staying?
2: So, I mean, I, I would... I would still slightly lean towards staying. You know, at the start of this season, I would have given maybe a 5% chance of him leaving. I would push that up to 35, 40%. I think Mm. it's getting tight. If you said to me, I I wouldn't be shocked anymore. Um, If he goes anywhere, I would think City, partly because... Obviously, they're in, there's interest in Harland from City, but it seems to me, and I, you know, no expert on Bundesliga football, but the fact that Dortmund have got in the Champions League kind of makes you think Haaland's off the table this summer. And I don't think Haaland's as great a fit for Guardiola as as Kane is. Kane Kane would fit really well in a Guardiola football team. I agree, I, better than Haaland I think, yeah. I think so. Yep. I mean, and, I, and you know, if anyone can afford to just sort of throw away a hundred million and know they're not recouping it, it's a team like City. So I would say I would make City the fa- I, I would still say slight favorite. He stays at Tottenham this season, uh, next season, but I would make City quite strong favorites after that. Man United, you know, it, whoever succeeds Ed Woodward and a bit Ed Woodward could be swung by the commercial implications and all that you know what sells sells signings at man city at man united tough one to read i still think he'll probably be at tottenham just but then i would put city united not too far behind and uh, chelsea a real dark horse maybe psg but i think he would want to stay in england yeah because that's
0: pretty much reported what's happening and i would imagine i remember you telling me before we even started taping that i think that if he were to leave for another Premier League team, I think the chances of being a London team is even less likely. He's um, a
2: boyhood Arsenal fan. Was it the Arsenal Academy as a kid? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, yes, I can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, uh, you know, we will keep track of this. Of course, uh, a big story as well as we move on. James Benjamin, CBS Sports, et cetera. But James, let's talk about the championship players for a second. Uh, we had two games on Monday night. Both ended in one nothing. One of them uh, was Bournemouth, the home side winning one nothing against Brentford. And the other one, Swansea visiting um, Barnsley, losing one nothing. So two one nothings there, all to play for on Saturday. What would you make of the games? I mean, one of them was very championship-ish, wasn't it? Right? Yeah,
2: it was. Well, I feel like it was probably if you said to a lot of coaches in the championship, you know, that was a championship game. They'd get very snooty and they'd yeah. go, no, this isn't how we play in this competition anymore. But Barnsley are that. Barnsley are the archetypal English team. They are a joy to watch. People get really sniffy and call it long. Well, they say long ball as if it's disparaging. I loved it. Um, Amazing. You know, I think everyone sort of with a US interest has watched quite a bit of Barnsley uh, over the last few months. Um, And even though I thought in the first half in particular, they weren't quite their best selves, the intensity with which they attack, the ferocity of their press, the physicality of DK, uh, you know, and actually you do blend that with Moa and um, he's a really, really nice ball player and Woodrow. They weren't quite there though. Having said that, I thought they pushed Swansea who were very much, I thought as good as I've seen them in the last few weeks when i really sort of lasered in on the championship i thought they pushed them really hard the difference was swansea just had that one moment andre iu you real composure excellent goal um a reminder of you know the quality of some of the players in, in at championship level at the moment that someone like iu who's only 31 putting an absolutely brilliant shot into the far corner it's probably the one moment where someone took a breath and just, that's what it, that's what the reward was I mean, Wood Woodman was fantastic, but for me, I thought that the thing that really stood out. And I, we were only watching this on TV, obviously. Oakwell sounded phenomenal. Yeah, wishing I was there. It just was brilliant. Just hearing the fans. Yeah, you could tell it doesn't feel anodyne. It doesn't feel fake. It felt brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's just the, a proper championship game and a proper British game, a proper English game, and a prop. It's just it just felt good to see fans and hear them as well. Obviously, we saw that in the FA Cup, et cetera. Um, very quickly on Bournemouth, Brentford. I mean, I have Brentford. I have Brentford and Swansea in the final before these two games even started. I'm sticking with that. But Bournemouth Bournemouth, honestly surprised me uh, a little bit. I mean, we know how resilient they can be recently in the Premier League, et cetera. You know, uh, Jonathan Woodgate um, managing them. We know his history as a player. Obviously, he has them very organized. Their, count, their goal very good from a counter-attacking perspective, but I still have Brentford ahead. What, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I would still kind of gravitate towards Brentford. I, I had a, th- I, I feel like Ivan Tony obviously got a bit of a knock in the first half, and I, although he played through, I th- didn't think he was the same. He didn't level. look
0: hundred percent, did he? Yeah.
2: Um, it's really hard, you know. Bournemouth kind of have not set the world alight, but you just look at the quality of that, that counter-attack in particular. And, you know, those two wide forwards, Brooks is a player that Man United were looking at last summer that would probably have gone to the premiership when um, Premier League, when when Bournemouth went down if he hadn't had injuries. And then on the other flank, Dan Juma, wonderful. Um, you can see why he's been in the Dutch squad before. Yeah. And that, that, that counter-attack was just the moment of supreme quality. Brentford had a few of them. Uh, Jensen obviously hitting the side netting. Um, and I think if Rico Henry's good to go in the second leg, he's probably the best left back in the league, and he could give them a real test. And just the one thing to point out as well: maybe our listeners aren't aware. No away goals in the um, in the Championship playoffs, so that generally means you get higher probability of extra time, higher probability of extra drama. Um, but equally, kind of means that you have to kind of reassess how you think about these ties because. Yeah. Actually, now it's just it is just a one-goal margin. There's no extra advantage for Swansea that they scored, other than they're coming back to their their stadium. And you know, there's no particular problem for Brentford that they they didn't. And I think at the at the Brentford Community Stadium, they're so so strong on their own patch. I yeah. would still Absolutely. favour them.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I I, don't, you know, but it's going to be tight. And because there's no away goals as well, that makes it even more interesting. Anyway, both games happen on Saturday and then the championship final playoff final is the day after the Champions League finals. well. So that weekend will be nice and busy. James Bench. Thank you so much, man. Final thoughts on anything uh, before? Uh, who do you
2: have Chelsea, Leicester City play later today? Oh. Who, who do you have in that game? Chelsea, Leicester. Um, I went Chelsea. Yeah, I, I just, how amazing was that FA Cup final? Oh, incredible! That? I mean, I, hearing you guys talk about it on the weekend recap, what a, what a game! Um, but clearly, how could Leicester not be hungover? Literally, <laughs> quite literally, hungover. You know, we know how Jamie Vardy likes to party, and I remember what happened <laughs> after they'd won the league. So I think, yeah, I think Leicester may be actually hungover, um, and. Chelsea just just need it I thought there were some little tweaks get Pulisic in the lineup if Kovacic is fit get him in so you've got someone running from deep and I think that'll be all right. but yeah I'm sure I'll hear what Jimmy and you guys and yourself have to say in the second half
0: yeah no I I don't think uh, we'll be uh, disagreeing too much but you will find out very soon we're going to take a quick break Jimmy Conrad will preview the entire day as well but James Bench always a pleasure my friend thanks so much my man thank you playoffs are about to begin join the early edge podcast every single day for the best bets props and futures of this year's postseason jonathan coachman mike mcclure and larry hartstein won't lead you astray as they bring the best bets to your feed every morning in 15 minutes or less you can find the early edge on apple podcast spotify and even live on youtube and go knicks everybody welcome back to que Go lasso this is now our tuesday preview and who else who else do you ask joins me of course jimmy conrad jimmy what's up man
1: uh i prefer the illustrious jimmy conrad <laughs> next time luis miguel but i'll take this for now. i appreciate your energy it's fantastic how are you doing my friend
0: I'm good. I'm so happy to see you and speak to you once again, Jimmy Conrad, in the hisse, and this is Tuesday, our Tuesday preview, and Jimmy Conrad, people think, oh, you know, the relegation battle's over, Man City's champion, it's done, right? No, it's not done. Champions League spots up for grabs in the Premier League, and we have to begin with a repeat of the FA Cup final as Chelsea now host Leicester City. This is huge, Jimmy, huge. Chelsea in fourth with 64 points, Leicester City in third with 66 points. Leicester City, a draw could be good for them, but for Chelsea, they need a win. What do you have? What do you say?
1: (laughs) I guess I want to have a conversation with you and for everybody listening in terms of mentality. You come in off an FA Cup final. Leicester City win it for the first time in their history. That's ridiculous, right? So emotional. You get to see an owner who's in, being embraced by the players and the coaches, like the the, the, the stark contrast to the Super League owners. okay? And, and it's just such a, a warm, a, amazing moment. And then you have this. And so what do they do? So let's start there. Leicester comes off of that and you've accomplished something that's never been done in 137 years. You have to play the same team three days later. That's that's an interesting mentality. So let's just start there. And then on the flip side, you got Chelsea who are coming off probably their worst week under Thomas Tuchel. Lost to Arsenal. Now making this top four thing a little more squeaky. And then you lose in the FA Cup final where you were the heavy favorites. Now you didn't play particularly poor in those games. You had more shots. You had more possession. But you gave up the first goal, and when you give up the first goal, it looks like you're having a tough time finding answers. So what's their mentality? Who do you start? There's a lot of unknowns. I think Lester will probably try to roll out as good of a team as possible, assuming everybody's healthy. But they're missing Johnny Evans, who I thought when he went out in the 30th minute of the FA Cup final, I'm like, ah, it's done and dusted. Timo Werner is definitely going to take advantage of that now. Okay, well, this version of Timo Werner when he's not wearing an RB Leipzig jersey is a little bit different, but... It's it's so that's I want to go into that mentality thing because Chelsea's going to feel a little burned but they're a little vulnerable right now and I think if 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 Leicester City can score first again especially early on Chelsea could really find themselves in no way this is happening. We we were we were in two last week we were in two finals and we top 4 was secured. We were like the best Chelsea team of all time. And within seven days, it's like, uh, maybe we, we might not have anything to show for this season, which would be incredible. So so I, I really wonder, and I want to talk mentality with you a little bit, Luis, because I, I think that, that Chelsea are, are up against it in a way they haven't been under Tuchel. And I want to see how they respond.
0: Yeah, very good point. Mentality is the theme here. I'm with you, man. Listen, I a few things. One, I do you think? Uh, gonna throw? I'll throw my answer as a question right back at you. Do you think sure. that Chelsea are gonna completely? change their tactics do they need a natural number nine in this one or do you think that is going to be stubborn because he thinks you know what we did have opportunities in this game and it wasn't like we were overwhelmed by Leicester City it's just that we weren't putting our chances away what do you think aside from Chelsea's mentality which is I guess a little nervy as you said because they, they they need Absolutely. a victory right just to just to add the to, to the scenario it's very simple for Leicester City they win they got a secured place in the Champions League okay if they draw, okay, qualification basically will be in their hands. But they need to beat Tottenham on the final day, okay? Chelsea, Chelsea need to win here. They need to. They, they need to get because Liverpool's right there behind them. So that mentality is really weak. What do you think? Tuchel's gonna put out there against Leicester City?
1: That's a good question. I, I do think he is stubborn in some ways, but I also think that he's been around long enough that he might have to tinker a little bit with regard to potentially starting positions. So maybe Reese James goes inside because Leicester city do like to play with two strikers with Vardy and Ian We saw it happen during the game, but I actually thought that tactic didn't work because Reese James was the one who was playing in somewhat of an unfamiliar position, a little tucked inside a little bit more than usually out wide. He tries to risk a a tough pass. It gets cut out by a Perez and that starts the break where Telemann scores. So That, I don't know. That's interesting. We'll see what he does there. I do think that Kai Havertz will come back into the team. I think they need a little bit more maybe size up top just to try it. I think that Lester could drop off and that, Eliminates what makes Werner a little bit special is having that speed to to stretch defenses and
0: Pulisic needs to start, Jimmy. Does,
1: think, dude, listen, right? I I'm trying to hold off my American bias. No, yes, I'll, I'll do it
0: for you, Jimmy. I'll do it for you. I am definitely the last person to be like, Ah, oh, Pulisic. I'm not. I'm not. He needs to start because does, exactly yeah. what Chelsea need is a direct threat going wide, an inverted winger that's just going at you, and that's Pulisic. You need to start him. You have to. I just I just don't see any other way.
1: Yeah. I don't see any other way either. I, I, when he comes into the game, it it changes things. And, and honestly to give, as I thought about the FA cup final some more, I thought it took Thomas Tuchel a long time to make subs. I thought it took him. Yeah. That kind of speaks to his stubbornness. No, I'm sticking with Timo Werner. This is what's working, you know, and, and his rigidity, at least in this particular game, uh, started to, it just didn't work. It had been working. So, so, it's really interesting, but I think Pulisic starts. I think he'll play underneath Havertz. Mount will probably be in there. My guess is Jorginho, who made the mistake against Arsenal. You know, Kovacic apparently is starting to train again, but he just doesn't have those minutes. It's been a while. He's missed 10 games with a hamstring injury, Kovacic. So I still think Jorginho will play, even though he hasn't been as sharp. Chilwell will come in. I, I'm kind of curious what, who's going to be the, the wing back out wide. Is it James? Is it Aspilaqueta? Mm-hmm. Mendy will be Mendy will be in. Uh, you know, so that'll po- hopefully. No no disrespect to Cap. I thought he was fine throughout the FA Cup run, but uh you know, and then Rudiger and and, and Thiago Silva is kind of what I'm seeing. So it'll be a good team, but honestly, it's that first goal. It's it's where where is Chelsea gonna get that confidence right now? And the only way it's coming, Luis, is through a goal. They have to score. Yeah. If they score first, then I think Chelsea will relax, then settle in and play like they've been playing and, and and take it from there. But if Leicester score first, there's going to be a lot of a lot of questions that need to be answered by Chelsea that they don't have the at least this past week haven't had a lot of answers for.
0: Yeah, it will be squeaky bum time. It hasn't been uh, very. It has. It's been uncomfortable for Chelsea as of late, both the men and women's side. So this is huge. If Chelsea win. Then the destiny of a Champions League spot once again. Of course, it's the Champions League final as well against Man City. But from a Premier League perspective, if they win, then all they need to do is, you know, match or better the results of Leicester in the final day of the season. If they draw, if they draw, then they need help from others. Uh, of, and if they lose, of course, yeah, it would be it would be rough. Uh,
1: just and then th- we've been talking kind of heavy on on Chelsea, but Leicester, you would think, are going to have an emotional letdown afterwards because this game still matters to them a draw would a draw would probably be be enough for them to to solidify their top four status even though i don't think it's mathematically uh, solidified that said I, I i don't know you know you just is it is it going to give them a boost after winning like oh man we just beat these guys you know we did something they didn't we won a trophy will that how long will that carry them for because you're gonna sell i mean they were clearly celebrating after the game you know even if you're a manager brendan rogers yeah. Like, oh, ah. Hey guys, can you just, can you just tamp it down for, I mean, it's, it's a special, special thing to win the FA cup and for, yeah. especially the first time in club history. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see, but, but I ex- expect the full team. I expect uh, to see all the guys. Uh, the only, the only change I would make is maybe James Madison starting for either Iose Perez. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Ian Nacho wasn't really that effective. So you could potentially put Vardy as the out and out number nine and maybe have Madison and Iose Perez play underneath, it's just I think it's up to Brendan Rodgers, who's famous, by the way, for, for making these like like surprise tactical adjustments in games of him maybe trying something and trying to maybe occupy Angola Conte and Jorginho in a way that maybe he wasn't doing in the first one. But if you can somehow find Telemans to have some space, you know, he's good, at obviously shooting from distance, as we saw and and just creating from that for that. So we'll see. It's, it's a really interesting game. I think them not, I think them knowing that Johnny Evans won't be available right from the get go. Helps them almost match. I think they're going to play three center backs like we saw. I think it'll be Castagne, Fofana, and Soyuncu. And and that'll be very similar to Chelsea's setup. So, you know, ultimately, like any game, your big guys need to show up and, and make big plays in, in, in the big ones. And, and we're going to see which ones can and which ones won't. And then we'll uh, we'll rightly criticize whoever can't do it afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. It's, it's really great to be a Monday morning
1: quarterback. <laughs> it's <Monday> amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So, so.
0: A Monday, Tuesday. Well, what's William Hill saying?
1: So on William Hill, sorry, I had it all written down on my laptop here. I'm really looking at two things because we look at the 27 games that Thomas Tuchel has coached 23 of them have had under two and a half goals. Chelsea Mm. doesn't win all of them, but, but that's 23 out of 27.
0: Yeah. The ongoing theme is just not a lot of goals. in there. Not a lot of goals,
1: not a lot of goals. So if you, people at home, Luis Miguel at Chikoray, if you, if you, and Lisa Roman, who's, who's, uh, has to listen to us. Yes. Our bookie slash producer. If you're feeling Chelsea will win this one, and under two and a half goals is plus two seventy. Okay. The only other thing I'm looking at is the draw on under two and a half goals, plus three thirty-three. So you have the zero zero, you have the one one covered for that, and then Chelsea when you have one zero and two zero. Yeah. I I I for me those are the only two things I would really throw at you to consider. In I'm going to do a parlay today. We'll get into that in a little while, but. This is a game I'm a little iffy about because there's so much on the mental side of this in terms of energy and and confidence and and just having the composure to actually, you know, put the ball at your feet and go make plays without worrying about this overarching theme, especially from a Chelsea perspective of we might not have anything to show for this season, even though we should be in the top four and we were in two cup finals.
0: Yeah. I'm leaning towards a draw, uh, mainly because it took a worldie to, to get a result mm-hmm. this past weekend. It was very tight and they have two very good goalkeepers. And now, and that was Kepa, a good goalkeeper. Now you're introducing a better one in Edward Mendy. I just, you know, I don't see that I definitely stick with the theme less than two and a half goals. I definitely stick with the mentality aspect of things. I don't know if Leicester City will win. I think that Chelsea will be perhaps more, I don't want to say organized because they're always organized, but a little bit more ready, especially during the 19 minutes. I don't know. I draw as good, but I do like the parlay idea. So let's just uh, stick with that parlay, I guess. Or do you want to
1: find a want
0: to do an individual? I, bet, I,
1: like. I can see a 1 1 here. So I'm going to yeah. say. I could see a zero zero here to be honest. So I'm yeah, just gonna I, say that I
0: actually see a stalemate in
1: this. One. I could see a uh, I'm just gonna say the draw at under two and a half goals plus three thirty-three. That's very um, good. Um I, I like that value. And and if, if we want to stick it into our parlay, then we can. Um but well, we, we always want to
0: draw in it. a parlay, don't we? So well, we do,
1: that's true. You always want you got if you want to have three or fourteen parlays, sometimes it's nice to to have a draw in there. It's pretty rare when you get all the winners right.
0: All right. Well, we're doing a parlay. We're gonna uh, hopefully go with that draw, but you know we, we might change our mental <laughs> We'll see. are gonna. We're gonna. By the way, this is a Premier League theme because there are plenty of games on Tuesday in the Premier League. Manchester United host Fulham. Southampton host Leeds United, who are still, you know, searching, aging closer for a top half finish, which is pretty amazing. Brighton visit. No, they host. I'm sorry. The champions, Manchester City, as well. So, where do you want to go?
1: Uh, we can go Brighton, Man City. We'll just kind right. of pick up where you left off. What's interesting is that uh, a couple of players from Brighton are missing, Lewis Dunk in particular, their captain and center back. I think that is going to be <laughs> a tough one for, for, for Brighton to overcome. I, I it, What I find interesting, I guess the conversation for me is if you're Pep Guardiola and you have the Champions League final on the horizon, you've, you've already won the Premier League, at what point do you start to, you want to rest guys. You don't want to risk them for, for you want them to be fresh and, and you don't want to risk injury going up against Brighton in a meaningless game ultimately. But at the same time, you want your guys to be sharp for that champions league final. So at yeah. what point do you give them the minutes? That's, that's the big question here. Now Brighton's is going to be surviving. They're trying to survive in this one. And the last time though, these two play back in January, man city won at home one zero Brighton, have, do a very good job of keeping things close. Yeah. And so, so I, 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 again, I'm looking at city to win in under two and a half goals at plus two sixty. And I say this because they just gave up three goals to Newcastle that though Ferran Torres came in and scored a hat-trick some good goals from Ferran Torres, by the way, and their four, three win. Yeah. They lost to Chelsea in the league two, one before that. So they've given up five goals in the last two games. And I just don't think at some point, Pep's going to allow that to happen anymore. And because Brighton play pretty tight anyway, I could see this one being under two and a half goals and city to win plus two sixty. I like that one a lot. And I do think you're going to see the majority. I, you got to give Front Torres another run out after a hat trick. So I think he'll start and maybe that'll allow you to bring in Kevin De Bruyne as a sub because you still want to, Outside of that, I think you're going to roll out most of your guys. Maybe Rodri gets a rest from what I'm seeing on my notes. And, and Well, don't
0: forget, Jimmy, this is also probably now the sending off goodbye to Sergio Aguero, right? So that's true. That's it, true. So. Yeah, so, I
1: mean, one of these last two games for sure. This one's away from home, though. I guess there's no fans. To
0: your or, point no. about Brighton holding things tight, they haven't conceded three goals since January 2nd against the Wolves. Every other game since then has been just two goals or one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Brighton have only won one of their last seven, uh, but three of those defeats have all been by one goal margins, you know. Um, I see
0: this as a Man City win, but a very tight one.
1: I think it's going to be tight. You know, some of the people I'm saying are, are that I'm, you know, reading and all the research I'm doing are kind of going the over because City have scored nine goals in their last two visits to Brighton. Mm-hmm. But given that they were one zero 0 just a couple months ago, uh, even, even without Lewis, well. yeah. You, yeah, Ma, yeah, Ma Pe's out, and and even though Dunk is out as well, there's just something about this Brighton team. They're plucky. I like that word. They're plucky. plucky. So, so, so. There's also another one though. People think, okay, it is going to go with the over. I don't want to touch the over under in terms of that. Man City to win and both teams The score is plus two twenty five.
0: Pretty good.
1: That's not bad. It's just a matter of whether you think Welbeck and and Lalana and and Tao and Trossard could can can, can score. And, so we're and,
0: adding I, this in our parlay, Jimmy. So I say that uh, this yes, is the win for the City's right? going
1: to win. City's in City's in our parlay to win for sure.
0: Boom. So we got. Uh, Chelsea-Leicester City draw and the parlay adding that with Man City winning against Brighton. Let's go to Southampton hosting Leeds United. Okay. Leeds United, amazing. I wrote a little thread about it this past weekend. It really needs to be reminded over and over again. 16-year absence, Marcelo Bielsa. I mean, the team is, it was strengthened, but not to a degree of ridiculousness, you know, for a newly promoted team after 16 years. And now they're aging closer to a top half finish. And not only that, but, you know, they're sixth, most goals scored in the Premier League, I believe, out of any team. I mean, yeah, they concede a lot, but when they when they're on, they're on. And this is amazing. But Southampton is fixing things as of late. What do you have here?
1: Well, both teams. I never thought I'd say this about Southampton Leeds, but they've both won back to back games. So the <laughs> Southampton beat Fulham most recently three one and Leeds thrash. Burnley four zero. Leeds won this this fixture, uh three zero back in February. And I just feel like Marcelo Bielsa's team's a little bit better. I know that when Danny Ings gets going, you know, there's a lot of good confidence players on, on Southampton when they're starting to feel good about themselves. For me, it's a little bit, I don't know, as a fan, if I was a Southampton fan, I'd be pissed right now. You guys were in the FA cup semifinals. You were, you know, hovering near, you know, top six for a while. You were part of the conversation. And now you start playing better when it doesn't matter anymore? Like, that that would (laughs) piss me off as a fan. Oh, okay. Now when there's no pressure, you guys can perform. And and, uh, so I'm kind of curious to see what the future of that club is, especially with their manager, Ralph Huesenhuddle, who I heard is beloved as a human being. But I think people are a little tired of him as a coach because it's just just not getting results. I I just don't know what Huesenhuddle is going to roll out. I do think we'll have, you know, leads will... I think Leeds is going to win. Uh you got Phillips back in the team, Rafinha's back in the team. You got all these guys uh you know, he's going to rest a few people because I think uh what's it, was it? Robin Robin Kosh, how do you say that? And and Mateus Klesch. I think Yeah, Mateus
0: Klesch and Kosh, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: And both of those guys are going to be I think this is interesting. Marcelo Bielsa is going to rest those two players for the last two games so that they're Injury free and ready to go for the Euros. And I thought that was really cool by Bielsa to really take that into consideration. Not a lot of managers would do that. And I know there's nothing to play for. Everybody's, they've already, you know, nobody's getting relegated. Nobody's getting into Europe here. But, but I thought that was cool by Bielsa to acknowledge that. I think Leeds are better right now. I I like Leeds. And the fact that Ben Ben Benarik might not play for, for uh, Southampton in the back line doesn't help them. So I'm going to, I'm going to lead towards Leeds winning this one. And I'm riding or dying with a South American legend known as Marcelo Bielsa. But that's who I would go with in my my parlay. But I'll 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 uh, I'll confer with you.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing if they win, OK, if they win, they go as high as eighth because they have a better goal difference than Everton, who are on 56 points. Of course, Everton and Arsenal play on Wednesday. So temporarily, at least. But they would go as high as eighth
1: if, so if that they- happens, if that happens. Do you think Marcelo Bielsa should be up for manager of the season? If they can finish, finish in the top 10, maybe finish above Everton, which would be crazy. Ancelotti, like what is even happening there? And and Arsenal and just kind of be, you know, clipping the heels of the teams right above them. Or do you think it should be Brendan Rodgers?
0: Well, I think both should be in the mention, but I do believe that if Leicester City, the thing is it's all about perspective, right? It's all about perspective and objective. What was Leeds United hoping for the end of this season? they were hoping to stay in the premier league. That really was it to right. be honest with you, right? A 15th, 16th placement you get in the tw- 12th. Oh, that's great. Now we're talking about the fact that they could end up as high as eighth. probably I doubt higher because West Ham still have slightly better goal difference, but they could equal 59 points in the final day of the season. That's remarkable.
1: It, it would be remarkable because of all the praise that I think we are offering up these other managers outside of well, Pep obviously should be in the consideration for winning the title, and Brendan Rodgers I think should be in it for sure. But you can't t- you can't count the FA Cup win, right? That shouldn't count on how you no, evaluate no. that. And David Moyes should be in there too. I mean, he's done really well with West Ham. But the this is Marcelo
0: Bielsa's debut in the Premier
1: I League. I understand. I mean, if if David Moyes ends up dropping down and and they're only got one point above Leeds or something by the end, I would be.
0: I, with it's a tough, newly promoted team after 16 years not being in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, not, it, and it, not, not having the like, same
1: budgets, you know? I mean, you're basically rolling out a lot of the, the championship players and, and hoping that yeah. they pan out, and they've panned out.
0: However, I see Southampton winning this. Do you really? <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes you got to go against the narrative, wow, and I feel that that's narrative. Wow. Having said that, though, having said that, though, you, I would just go with Jimmy. Stay if you think Leeds is winning, add it to the parlay. Well,
1: we, we can, we can, we'll give people both options, and they can see what they yeah, prefer.
0: Right. Well, let's move on uh, because okay. there's still obviously two other games as well. Man United against Fulham. Oh no, sorry, one more game. Man United against Fulham. Okay, they got Champions League. Obviously, they're focusing a lot more for the Europa League final the following week. So, to your point, Jimmy, about Man City, think about the Champions League. Final. This is really the same for Olegana Social, Manchester United. You know, I know that you love to play Bruno Fernandes, Olegana Social, but, you know, you're playing a team that's already been relegated. What do you do here?
1: He's 100% playing Bruno Fernandes. It's not even a question. <laughs> for for me now, it's about solidifying. It's interesting. I feel like Man City, because guys have been injured and because they rotate so much, I don't know. I, I guess it's it, it feels a little bit different. With Man United... I feel like they need to identify and establish who their starting lineup is going to be in the Europa League and then let them play together for these last two games just so they mm. can develop that rapport, especially at center back because Harry Maguire is not going to play in the Europa League final. Mm. So you have Lindelof and Baye, and they need to get comfortable playing with each other in as many, and see as many repetitions and high pressure situations as possible. And that includes who is going to be sitting in front of them, right? Because if it's McTominay and Fred, McTominay and Pogba, Fred and Pogba, whatever the, the the iteration is, When you're a center back, it's really helpful to know who your defensive midfielders are because of how they close down space and then how they cut out passing lanes, because that changes your angles in terms of how you defend as well. Yeah. There's a lot of little things. And then not only that from a central standpoint, but by if he's going to play the right center back, well, what's his relationship with Juan Basaka? And then, Conversely, Lindelof's usually on the right side. Okay, now he's got to get comfortable being on the left side and playing next to Luke Shaw. So there's all these little things, and, and the only way you can get better at that is by playing in high-pressure situations in big games. And yes, Fulham's already relegated, but it's still a test for them and, and a good opportunity to get those repetitions that they won't get in training. It's so much harder to replicate that in training. Yeah. So I I expect United to come out. I expect United to win. Uh, Fulham haven't won at Old Trafford since 2003. And Fulham have been an absolute train wreck the last... They've scored two goals in their last five games. They don't look good right now. And I think United have have a reason to kind of bring the heat, have a reason to set the pace, have a reason to set the tempo, high press, and start to work on... It's almost like only Gunner could call up Scott Parker, the manager of Fulham, and say, hey, do you mind setting up like Real so we can practice? <laughs> <laughs> it honestly feels like that. That would be amazing if that actually happened. But Yeah, that's but, very funny. But those are little things where, okay, hey you know, we just try to pretend Fulham are wearing Real jerseys and let's see how we can press and try to win the ball and all that type of stuff. I mean, these are really good exercises for all these teams and City could do the same. But but uh, I guess because City's playing a familiar opponent, it just feels different. But yeah. with, with with United and Villarreal, that's going to be a cracking affair too because Villarreal coming off a big 4-0 win against... Yeah, Villarreal.
0: I'm thinking all about the midfield for Manchester United because also, yeah. you know, we had Fabrizio Romano earlier this week and, you know, he was talking about obviously, you know, what the business that Manchester United does this summer also depends on the future of some midfielders. Paul Pogba is one. Mm-hmm. Donny van de Beek is another one. I wonder if he will get some minutes. Cavani obviously just extended as well. But to your point about at the back and getting used to each other, I guess Ole Gunnar Solskjaer already kind of knows what he wants. Mason Greenwood, once again, we'll probably, he'll probably, we'll probably see a little more featuring. So it's about, you know, uh, what kind of trio up front he gets, the midfield triangle. Does Fred get a break? Does he need a break? I guess to your point, Bruno Fernandez, is the only definite. And then after that, we'll see what happens. I mean, I know that fans are not too happy with the Scott McTominay Fred partnership every now and again.
1: But, I mean they say that, know. but they're they're second in the Premier League and in in and in, in the Europa League final. So yeah. yeah you, you know can, these
0: fickle fans, Jimmy.
1: I I get it. I get it. I I Fred And, and I'm made including
0: myself of- in that, by the way. So everybody before you start tagging me, like you know, so
1: <laughs> no, Fred Fred is what he is. I mean, I have a friend who Is a diehard Man United fan and hates Fred with a passion. Yeah, He he, he just refuses to believe that Fred is actually Brazilian because Fred can't pass, you know? Uh, And I'm like, dude, just lay off of Fred. I mean, he does a lot of, of the intangibles and covers so much ground that makes the game easier for the other players.
0: The role that he gets asked to do is not what you want him to do. And that's not his fault. He's trying to completely disrupt attention in the midfield. So yes, is his passing sometimes a little questionable
1: yes yes why
0: would that, that's not why he's in the starting 11.
1: you know you know whose opinion is the only one that matters in this conversation is bruno fernandez because bruno fernandez will yeah. let you know right away who he prefers having behind him yeah. because and i guarantee you that Ole gunner who seems to be somewhat of a player whisperer a player manager hey it's probably you know polls a couple of the players but i would definitely trust bruno fernandez who makes the game easier for you man who helps you do the work that you don't want to do? Who helps you continue to make sure you have the energy? Yeah. So that you can, and, and I, Fred wouldn't be playing this regularly if Bruno Fernandez didn't like playing with him. So I'm just gonna say that because he's the only player that honestly that matters in this because he's the point uh, uh, in the top of that midfield. And and if you have two workers behind you that are doing the job. Then, then that's those are the guys you want to play with.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And if you think Manchester United is second in the Premier League because of just you know uh, one player, or whatever, it's also about protecting that midfield. So lay off him. But anyway, regardless of that, Manchester United winning this, yes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, I said that about Eintracht Frankfurt over the weekend, and Schalke came out. Yeah, this, so but no. that was this just is ridiculous. different. This is yeah. different. This is different. All
0: right. So we have Chelsea, Leicester draw. We have Man City win. We have Leeds win. And we have, um, uh, I went
1: Southampton first, Southampton win. Don't do United that to win me. City Is it because of
0: me? Just because of me. Yeah. Is well,
1: that... I just want, just to give people the options. So,
0: okay. Okay. So if, what's the Southampton if, first? What's that? So
1: both Man United or both Manchester clubs to win Southampton to win and Chelsea Lester draw that parlay would be plus 1900. So you come,
0: on but, come on now, come on now.
1: Let me switch Southampton to Leeds and see what happens. All
0: right. Duh, duh, duh,
1: 1730. All right. Either way. Okay. Okay. So so, let's go back to Southampton. <laughs> just so everybody knows, just really quick, let humor us for a second, and then we'll put Chelsea winning. Just just if you feel like that's okay, that's the vibe. So if you have Southampton winning, both Manchester clubs winning, and Chelsea winning, that's plus eight twenty one.
0: That's and good we'll, too.
1: It is, and I'll go to Leeds really quick. So if you got Leeds winning, both Manchester clubs winning, and Chelsea winning, plus seven thirty six. Those are all basically. Those are all four favorites winning.
0: Should we put like five bucks on each one of those?
1: Yeah, why not
0: Lisa uh Bucky please uh write it down the, you know this is what we want to do we want to do four bets this week all right and uh, why not uh,
1: why not we' gonna we'll hit one of those we, we'll hit one of those <laughs> I think we'll hit one of those we have and to then, and then we are gonna rub it in everybody's face the next <laughs> oh. show and I, I'm here for it
0: Jamie everybody knows we'll be quitting um, <laughs> buying a boat
1: I don't know <laughs> we <We're gonna laughs> do buy on? a boat with our 25 dollars well amazing. I
0: know put a Puerto Rican guy in South Bronx that can help me yeah <laughs> all right well that's it that's our tuesday preview jimmy conrad final words before we say goodbye
1: no i'm just excited we're getting to the end of the season and it's getting tight and that's what we're here for that's what we enjoy as fans especially as a neutral because i don't have any teams in it so i can kind of laugh and poke fun at the ones
0: (laughs) yes exactly and by the way jimmy will be with us of course for plenty more because there's so much more action Uh, later in the week as well as Coupe de France Uh, JJ will join us for that Coppa Italia as well there's a lot going on and I love it Jimmy Conrad thank you so much brother
1: thank you LME hey
0: everybody I want to thank James Bench and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today don't forget to follow us on Twitter Kegolaso Pod we're also on Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher we're on CBS Sports.com and your CBS Sports app we're on YouTube as well have a great great rest of your day